welcome to talc teaching and learning consultation skills this is the talc talks podcast helping everyone who sees patients to improve their consultation skills to get better outcomes and this approach can even increase your job satisfaction This podcast is part of the module called TALC, Skills for Effective Explanations. It covers the chapter which is called Why why are effective summarising skills the engine of the consultation? I'm going to repeat that. It covers the chapter which is called Why are effective summarising skills the engine of the consultation? Summarising is a very useful skill. It provides a kind of receipt to the patient, demonstrating that what they said has been heard and understood. Summarising also acts as a punctuation point in the consultation. During active listening, skilled communicators will often provide a paraphrase, which means expressing the meaning of something using slightly different words, partly to achieve clarity and partly to demonstrate listening. This does not mean repeating everything the patient says, which is called parroting. Parroting soon becomes wearisome to the patient and wastes a lot of time. However, skills such as echoing a few words the patient says, mentioning a few key words, reflecting back, interpreting the emotional content or the meaning of what the patient says are all active listening skills using a paraphrasing approach. A summary is something different though. Summaries are best used at the end of one whole section of the consultation, bringing together the key factual information and the key effects on the person and their feelings. Summaries combine facts and feelings. Such a summary pulls things together concisely into a kind of neat package, quite short and pithy, almost like a newspaper headline. A summary should sum up where the consultation is up to at that point, particularly about where one particular line of inquiry is up to. And it's usually followed by a linking statement that will lead on to the next phase of the consultation. This approach provides structure and flow, as well as ensuring that the patient knows that the clinician has heard and more importantly understood the key issues so far. When used in this way, effective summarising can help to keep the consultation moving along so that there is more effective time management. In summary, useful summaries sum up the facts and the feelings. Let's think about some examples. Here are two contrasting versions. Think about this one. So Mr S, you've come about this odd chest pain which came on at the gym when you were using the treadmill. You also get pain on the stairs at your office where you work as a financial controller and on hills and it radiates to your left arm sometimes. It does go away at rest and the gym has said you can't go there unless you have a letter from me giving you permission. You're not breathless, you don't get any swelling of the legs and you have a family of history of heart disease in that your dad died aged 58 from a heart attack. Is it all right with you if I ask a couple more questions to fill in the background, which will help me to assess things more fully? The clinician then proceeds by asking about smoking, alcohol, work and family matters. This is an example of simple repetition or parroting and wastes a lot of time. Time is also wasted by asking permission 
for questions which the patient will almost certainly see as very reasonable inquiries. Think about this more effective approach. So Mr S, on balance, this chest pain is likely to be quite significant. Before I examine you, which is a linking statement, can I check whether you smoke and how much alcohol you take? While this is succinct, the patient may often respond by saying something like, yes, well, I do think it might be significant. I get it on the stairs at the office and when I'm out, of walk out, when I'm out walking, something serious must be happening. The patient is repeating information the clinic, clinician already knows here. A common reason for repetition is that the clinician does summarise the facts effectively, but fails to feed back to the patient that they have also understood the patient's underlying feelings about the situation. If this does not happen, the patient may end up repeating themselves over and over, which needless to say is not a good use of consultation time. So let's think about an even more effective way to summarise this issue. So Mr S, this chest pain is quite significant, especially in view of the sad death of your father at a young age. And before I examine you, can I check whether you smoke, how much alcohol and so on. The latter version is a much more succinct summary. It includes references to the emotional significance of the issues and together with the linking statement, moves the consultation forwards. This is why I think of summarising as the engine of the consultation. This approach can be reinforced even further when there's a check-in with the patient as well. So you might say, so to sum up before I examine you, you have this significant chest pain, especially worrying for both of us because of your father. Have I got that right? Here is another example, summarising after an examination. Is this summary effective or not? Have a think. So, Mr S, your blood pressure is 142 over 80. Your pulse is regular. Your heart sounds are normal with no arrhythmias and your chest is clear. I can't find any arcus in your eyes and you're not anaemic. I think we need to arrange some tests like an ECG, some blood tests, and a referral to the chest pain clinic to assess your heart in more detail and decide what else might need doing. Again, there's a lot of detail, not all of it necessary. It might be more effective to say, good news, the examination was entirely normal. I think you are getting something called angina. This means further tests will be needed. What do you already know about angina, Mr S? Here, time is not wasted enumerating normal findings and using unnecessary jargon like arrhythmias. And the start of the explanation part of the consultation has been signalled by asking the patients about the, their existing knowledge about angina. The phrase, good news, the examination is normal, also sets an emotional tone for the examination findings. Clearly, this patient could still be having angina but it is good to know that he has normal blood pressure and that he doesn't have signs of heart failure, for example. The planning part of the consultation can be signalled further when the patient has understood the explanation by saying something like, let's move on to what we need to do next to help you feel better now and to get more information about your heart to help us plan your care in the future. These approaches keep things moving and again, this is why we can think of summaries as the engine of consultations when they're used appropriately. 
summarising effectively can help the flow and help us to keep to time in clinics and examination situations alike. Making sure to include the feelings as well as the facts helps us to ensure that the patient knows we understand their perspective. When we're teaching and learning about this, it's important to think about the difference between paraphrasing in an active listening context and summarising at the end of a whole section of the consultation. One way is perhaps to think about the summary as almost being like a headline in a newspaper. And we might look at some transcripts of what people have said and perhaps generate some headlines of our own. Something that might appear in the newspaper. For the man we've been talking about, it could be something like treadmill chest pain man needs physical examination and further tests or normal examination so worried doctor explains next steps. This isn't the summary that you're going to say to the patient. It's more a way of organising your own thoughts before you say what you're going to say to the patient. It can be useful to look at some um, ways of summarising by practising this in a normal conversation. So it might be useful to ask somebody to tell you all about their recent holiday. You can use some in information gathering skills such as encouraging statements like go on, tell me more and any relevant active listening skills such as paraphrasing, empathising, echoing back, reflecting and so on. Start when a reasonable picture is emerging of their most recent vacation. Most people will be able to tell you quite a lot of detail with that approach. Now, the educator can model an inefficient summary, for example. So, Zach, you travelled to Paris by train for your last vacation. You went with your sister, brother, mum and dad and your two cousins to celebrate your cousin's 30th birthday. You stayed in a big apartment and visited all the famous sites, including the Eiffel Tower, the Tuileries, the Louvre. And your highlight was a day out at Versailles, where you also happened to meet George Clooney. He was filming there and your cousin nearly fainted with excitement when she got his autograph. It can be useful to take that summary and perhaps in pairs or small groups, prepare a headline for the newspaper and a better summary of what has been said. A summary should probably be about one sentence long, contain the gist of the account and finish with a linking statement that will signal to Zach that you now want to hear about plans for his next exciting holiday. So we could end up with something like Meeting George Clooney was the highlight of your big family trip to the sites of Paris. Where are you going next, Zach? At the end, it's worth thinking about the key learning and committing yourself to practising these skills in the next consultations that you're having. There's more information about this and some resources and a checklist for practice in the written material that goes with this chapter. This podcast was brought to you by NHS Professional Educators, making training available to all.